It is Friday, the 20th of March, 2020, and this is episode 371 of Digital Outbox. In a world ravaged by coronavirus currently, we are still here recording our podcast. I am Chris. Hello, Ian. Afternoon, Chris. You know, part of me was thinking, there's not much happening. Quite <laughs> <laughs> time a year. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Tech's happening still, though, and I guess that's where we want to... We want to focus in on, so we are not going to focus in on generically on coronavirus or anything like that. So we are going to just talk tech. Uh, there's plenty of news about Corona if you want to get into the, there is. the normal and, news. And and like most folks are saying, we will get through this. Yeah, It's an adjustment period. We'll get through this and we'll enjoy our new tech. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So there you go. So let's start with some really good news. <laughs> 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 let's start with a data breach, shall we? Uh, Virgin Media this time. Uh, 900,000 people's data left on what they described as a marketing database but which um, effectively was left open access on the internet and a security um, sort of advisor found it and Virgin Media did announce to people that uh, a database with limited personal data was or I think it's contact data for marketing purposes was left open and they advised the uh, regulators and they've got in contact with people. But as the <laughs> as the week wore on, uh, it turned out that it wasn't just uh, contact data on the, the, the database. There was also uh, requests to unlock pornographic websites, which was not mentioned in the initial release of what, what, had, what had been breached. Um, and... So they said this doesn't relate to actual viewing figures, but against your account, or for I think they said for about eleven hundred customers. Um, the, the yes, it, it listed if you <laughs> requested particular sites to be unblocked from their firewall, um, and in in one of the best, <laughs> one of the best media announcements, uh, Virgin Media said that almost all those affected were Virgin customers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I was wondering if you're going to go there, and I was like, "Oh yes, I yes. absolutely yeah." That is, it's a brilliant press release. Anyway, yes, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit more severe and serious. And they said that they will now contact those people affected um, with some more information, uh, just to bring it back to them. I mean, why why that kind of information was in a marketing uh, database? Uh, I guess it influenced all influence points are uh, taken into account. Right, absolutely, right. and it's just disappointing because it feels like. This is where it's where it's you need to kind of thank these security researchers that find these things and dig into the data sets because the companies will not. It just feels that so many companies will not be honest around data breaches now. You know they will. No, but data breaches are they take data breaches very seriously in, and they're terribly <laughs> sorry whenever it happens, and whenever they happen to leave all your marketing data in an open database, they are terribly sorry, and it went against all of their protocol. Right. Do you know it's when you it's the face you put on for the last thirty seconds? That's that's this point. I wish we did a video podcast. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. So it, I would imagine fines may be coming, but we'll see. I guess over the, the coming weeks, it's probably yeah. But it's it, it is 
bad and it doesn't look good on them and it's certainly in this environment where we've seen other companies have immediately sort of fessed up if you like they should go to fess hole and uh, they um they've immediately fessed up and they've disclosed everything they can disclose whereas it looks like again even if that wasn't if it's not the case it looks like they're trying to mitigate here and that's never a good thing agreed Sonos has abandoned its recycle mode. This was we talked about this. I don't know a few months back, probably. Uh, this was where Sonos was offering, offering trade up because they were going to have old devices were going to become out of um, sort of their warranty and support periods. Basically, sorry, support periods. So you weren't going to be able to keep them up to date with the latest software. Um, so they offered trade up. They were giving you thirty percent discount if you put your devices in this thing called recycle mode. It turns out recycle mode actually bricks your device plenty of people uh bemoaning that saying hey i've got a perfectly valid speaker here it's not good for me anymore but it'll be good for someone else let me pass it on i mean basically they have now gone along with that viewpoint uh, yeah common sense thanks for and and fair play to them they're also still giving you a 30 percent discount so you can still get your 30 percent discount it won't break the device, so you can give it to somebody else, sell it to somebody else, whatever it is you want. Choose to do. whatever you want to do with a working speaker, yeah, whether that is then was, send it to a recycle centre. Yeah, I mean it was it was ridiculous to actually you know deliberately break working equipment. But we've seen other companies do it, as in we've seen when you go to later devices, they say, "Can you send me a picture of your you smashing up your old device?" Basically, I've seen that you know in the past, but it does seem a bit backwards, especially in the. The, the days of recycling, which we should be heavily into. Uh, yeah, and, and Sonos is that premium, you know, Apple-type brand where they want to boast about the recycling, you know, mm. pedigree. They talked about that on their website. And that's, that's I think, what, what caused people to kind of almost grasp them up. It was like, hold on, this sticks in my throat. You're sitting mm. there saying you're one of the best companies in the world for recycling. You're deliberately breaking working equipment. Yeah, and they also announced their new um, uh, software basically the sonos s2 this is the new kind of stream of software that renders some of these old devices out of date because they can't be made to update to because it's basically there's there's going to be higher uh, resolution audio and all those kind of things which just these old devices can't cope with um so that's all been announced um and released and i think they've got two apps currently but they will eventually eventually you'll just go down to having the sonos app unless you've got old speakers still in your system yeah, so looking forward to trying this. I've got a, I've got two or three sonuses around the house, and they'll all support this new format. Um, I do wonder because you've got um, you've got a number of media, or sorry, a number of streaming firms that offer their kind of higher res audio streams, but I don't think so. I know Apple doesn't. I don't think Spotify do either. Who obviously they're the big players. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they start to offer. You know, because so, there's been whiffs of Apple doing something for a while, and there's been talk, I mean, Spotify seem to be down the route of its podcast they want to branch out into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're so, a, I think if you're a premium subscriber, you do get higher rate audio, but I'm, I don't think it's quite up to that sort of um, super high def. And again, no, sometimes with some of these speakers, it's not worth having a higher super def. It's not going to make any difference if the speaker is of not a great quality. So whether you make audio files will probably notice a difference, whether everyday consumers would. I am not 100% sure. But nevertheless, it's progress, isn't it? Um, it's, it's the endless trudge forward. It is. And Amazon, Amazon offer it. And um, I'm trying to remember the one, the other one, the main one that does the high end streaming. That's terrible. As Chris has found out, my um, my my 
brain uh, is not head, functioning. Brain, yeah. everything is is struggling to um, is the struggling to work. Sonos is still going to work with Alexa and Google, even after all those kind of uh, shenanigans, shall we say, that they went through. Uh, analysts are sort of saying they they kind of predict that in the future they'll have their own voice assistant rather than build those those two in. You're rapidly typing like you're trying to use the internet as your brain. Uh, no, so so Deezer <laughs> and Tidal are the ones I was yeah. trying to get my uh, get my my head. So they've got so the they higher both offer. Or, yeah, yeah, so you can pay your ten ten pound or ten nine ninety nine dollars and you get your normal, um, or you can pay double and you get high end. We also had news this week of a. Well, it wasn't this week actually. It's probably a couple of weeks back now. That there was a big flaw in Intel chips, and this is Intel chips going back for the last five years. Uh, and it was actually on hardware floor which existed, which could affect basically um, chain of trust, which means because it's on the hardware level and it's accessed before any of the kind of protections come in. If it is attacked or used maliciously, it basically means that you could undermine all sorts of um, sort of encryption and, and drm protections all those kind of things so it was a pretty serious flaw it's been around for this long that uh someone has found it the latest um chips don't have this flaw in them but nevertheless quite a serious old move and probably one of the biggest stories that of which is of the least interest to sort of everyday consumers but actually from a fundamental internet perspective is pretty pretty big news it's, it's huge and um and it's not fixable you know, so it's not something they can do some sort of, you know, patch and, and fix. So they're trying to um, block the, the, the exploit vectors rather than, you know, patching to secure it. So, so it's, a, it's a really big deal. And, you, and it does make you wonder that you know, now you hear, like, you know, state actors are, yeah. are responsible for this particular hack. And you wonder how much they have been aware of this and, and been, you know, utilising these flaws. They said it's unlikely it would be able to be remotely carried out. Mm. They said it would more than likely need access to the actual machine, but they're a bit non-committal on that, I have to say. So, so maybe maybe they're not as quite certain on that. Anyway, new chips are protected, but you know, if you think about percentages, they're going to be a tiny portion of the chips around the world. So, yeah, because I mean, I was, I was trying to work it ahead. I mean, I mean, would you think sixty, seventy, eighty percent? Yeah, I I wouldn't like to even. Make a guess. I'm thinking there's lots of old crap hanging around. But you think yeah, for um, the last five years, or and, and there's is. lots every year. But then I'm thinking this year there's probably very little new stuff going to get bought this year. Yeah, definitely. You know, so it feels like there's a good chunk of, you know, the world's computers are going to be impacted. What's been going on at Twitter then? Uh, this this all looks like shenanigans again. Yeah, the, the basically uh, there was a, um, so there was an investor trying to buy up um, Twitter stock. Um, Republican-based investor, and 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 it looked like the aim was to um, get rid of Jack Dorsey and very much change the kind of open free speech nature of um, Twitter. So Jack Dorsey being head of or well, chief uh, of the Twitter. So he's, so he's yeah he's CEO, um, and so lots of people I, I actually think and I've we've been critical on the on the pod before talking about him. So there's lots of cases where. I think they've they've had to navigate a really fine line between you know they are you know they need to make profit but they're but they're basically a news company and it's how do you how do you allow people to have free speech while at the same time 
marking the dangerous free speech to say no that's that's not truthful mm. and hence we shouldn't be promoting it and it's obviously a toxic platform i've covered that before yeah. how i think i think the the, the bit yes I, I i think it's a fine line i've had to tread between you know this is a you know, is is this a willfully misleading statement? But I think some of the stuff around the toxicity they could have done far better, far quicker. Well, it's not um, it's but, not new but, news, is it? We've been talking about it for uh, no. three years, maybe, maybe even longer than that, to be honest. So, so, so this this came out really quickly that that you know that this um, this hedge fund investor and um, Paul Singer had taken a one billion stake in Twitter, and the main aim was to get out of Dorsey and get a couple of seats on the board. So basically, he would wrestle control. Um, but very quickly, um, that there was a kind of truce to keep Dorsey on as chief. That he's basically bought himself a year, so he's put in some. Here's the financial, um, here's the financial commitments we will make and deliver. And if I don't, then you can get rid of me. Right. Okay. So, so it'll be interesting to see um, how how that will play out. Um, and 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 even again, you know, the last few days they're making really strong commitments to that they have got a, you know, they have got a duty of care around some of the coronavirus, you know, mistruths that are getting shared. There's like ones, and I've seen it from people I know on Facebook, and you're thinking, come on, you know, you know like the take a glass of water to wash away the coronavirus because yeah, if you put it into your stomach, the acid will kill it. And you're like, stop all this, you know, take yeah. hot water, it'll kill it. If it did work, it's... it would be big major news. <laughs> Drink some water and you'll kill the virus. Do you not think that would be the, the advice? Um, so, so they've they they're taking on a bigger commitment to actually kill, um, kill some of the kind of fake stuff swirling around. Um, and lots of and again, our, one of our you know people we talk about before, Elon Musk, who likes his Twitter controversies, he put one up saying you know kids are basically you not know, immune, and lots of people are going that's not true. They're just not impacted, but they're not immune. That's it. They're still pa- carriers and passes on. Yeah. Exactly. So immunity is something totally different. Yes, it's and, the wrong word. Um, so yeah, there's. Um, so anyway, so so Dorsey's in charge for a year. Um, he's got some. He's got some. Um, got some breathing space. Yeah, I don't think Twitter I, I, ever turned a profit, so I'm assuming he's just got to not turn a big. Do they turn a profit? Okay. It's, it's not. It's not like huge, massive. It's not like your Apple, Google, Facebook. I just thought overall they were still losing, and it was only live because no, of the people I that's think, involved in it. I, I think they are into the. I want to say like two, three hundred a, a quarter okay. million. Right. You know, so I'm sitting here saying it's not a lot, but obviously, <laughs> but not not compared to the investment that's gone into it. That's for sure. Um. So like so like last July, yeah, there was an operating income of seventy six million, um, total revenue eight hundred forty one million, yeah. and a net profit of thirty seven million. So it's not. But when you're talking about these huge. big firms, it's that's that's almost breaking yeah. even. It seems more than anything. But yeah. But but twenty nineteen was kind of like the first profitable year they tied in a long. Yeah, long if you think time. about the investment gone into it and how much the return that's not giving, that's still quite severe. I guess that's why there's all this shenanigans. But also, I also think it's how important it is as well. You know, so it's, you can you can you can take a couple of different views on it right now. I, I must admit, I'm skipping a lot of it because it is incessantly bad negative news right now, and there's lots of people sharing lots of the same negative news. It, it is. I, I saw somebody describe it as an anxiety generator mm-hmm. at the moment because it because you, yeah. you're like you know you're and so it's like the videos that are coming out of Italy from the hospitals. Yeah. It's getting shared, and you're just like that is horrendous, yeah. and well, potentially we're two weeks away, three weeks away from that. It's it's a pretty kind of scary thing, and 
seeing it once is bad enough, but seeing it repeatedly, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ah, you know, I, I want some daffodils, yeah. <laughs> just just a picture yeah. of daffodils or a, you know, cute dogs. Um, but that's not their fault. They are a news network, and they are the reflection of what people are feeling. Yep. We had a budget uh, a couple of weeks back, which now <laughs> probably is completely out of the water. But nevertheless, as part of that budget, the Chancellor did bring in a digital services tax. This is a way of being able to charge the big uh, social media giants um, some tax per year to reflect the amount of revenue that happens in our country, as opposed, you know, as opposed to the country of origin where the, the tax would normally be raised. Um and he he did that against sort of um, threats from America that this would obviously have impact on our transatlantic ar- agreements and our future trading. Uh, and in the environment of France, who have already been told that if that they, well they've already started bringing these duties in, and uh, Trump has said that this will mean that he does retaliatory uh, uh, you know duties on on wine. I think he said, which obviously makes France squirm a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'd... I think something had to be done. There's there's too many loopholes, but it feels like it's a global problem. It feels like it needs a, and I don't know how you do that when everybody, every country's got individual tax laws. And heading so. more towards isolationism. <laughs> uh, yeah. Services so it's, it's, is a weird thing that kind of, you know, we our systems all work with goods and people know how to work with goods, but they don't know how to deal with services. Yeah, so I've, so, so I've got a kind of fundamental bit of me that says, you know, see if I spend my money here, the tax should, you know... They're, I don't know. Should should go to here? There's plenty of different models. Yeah, there's, you know. yeah, but it doesn't at the moment. You know, it's like so me buying Apple stuff, or you know, you buying you know Google stuff, or you know, us buying Xbox consoles. It all feels like there's loads of workarounds that says actually I'm going to pay as little tax as possible, and it's not going to go to the, your country anyway. Yeah, I mean, so, that, I mean, that, there's certainly they, they do manipulate global rules. Of course they do. But then there's other things about well we're you know this is our workers that are putting all these services together and you know in our country headquarters where all these things get developed and that's where we need all the bin men and the thing to make you know for our workers so there's loads of international debate around you know how do you do all these things but it seems like certainly in Europe there is more of a drive to say look we bring in a significant amount of your revenue and some of that should go back into supporting our environments especially when you have offices and workers working in our country doing those things and it's interesting. It's not just um, it's not just re- Republicans in America that are um, very much against this. There's a there's a real American. Um, don't we see jingoism? But it's almost like a, you know Europe. You should have been smart enough to stand up these these companies, and mm. um, because you haven't, shouldn't mean you then punish them. And hey, and that's kind of that. There's an argument in that, you know. <laughs> yeah. There is, but then I wonder how many. I wonder if it had been you know if Google just so just say Google Facebook. Apple were all headquartered out of London. I, 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 just, I just feel it'd be a very different debate. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Look at, look because at it, because, it, because the because the difference is of a perspective. It's nothing. It's all yeah. of perspective. Yeah. So everybody's quite happy that Instagram was holding lots of content, YouTube holding lots of content. As soon as TikTok are holding, it's a threat yeah. to you know threat to the security. Yeah, yeah, it's big news. Perspective. Bill Gates has left Microsoft's board. Um, he's been kind of, even though he hasn't been uh, CEO for a long time now, he was still on board and even chaired the board for a while. So, but his influence has slowly been fading away, and and now he is, I think, only going to return on special occasions to wheel him out, I guess. Uh, yeah, and as you say, he's been away for a while, but still, 
I still see Microsoft as Bill Gates' company. And I wonder how much of that influences from the latest thing we've seen around this open Mm. sourcey kind of open, especially with his current drive. No, I don't think that's his influence. No. And maybe even that's what's sent him away further. But certainly Microsoft have turned their corner that they needed to turn and and are on on an upward hill again. Absolutely, and and I mean he as a he as a person is is pretty phenomenal. You know the the contributions he's made to society, the what he's doing through his foundation. You know, the, you know lots of people were sharing his TED talk recently. You know, mm. but which I think it was three years old, four years old, but he said it would be a it would be a pandemic that will you know the biggest biggest threat to people is um, is a pandemic, not nuclear you know, mm. missiles. That's that's what we should be focusing on. And 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 there was lots of when you watch his ten fifty minute talk, you're like. Wow. <laughs> Wish we'd yep. listened to that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely a case of when we had when we had plentiful monies we did not we did not build the roof. Yeah, that <laughs> so, that's the thing. Yeah, we do, that's the same as always, isn't it? We we don't always realise that when the good times are that we should be there. Yeah, so so the just just a you know, huge contribution he's made and just thought it was a real it probably doesn't it's probably more symbolic, but what a symbol that he's left aboard symbol but equally that means he's got more time to put to his um, charities and trusts and Absolutely. philanthropic endeavors that he has currently yet concentrates on uh couple of, couple of i guess related to virus stories we've had uh netflix uh today and youtube today uh, maybe netflix yesterday actually reporting that they're going to be cutting their streaming quality to allow better bandwidth so um effectively trying to smooth out the bump in uh as people and more and more people are working from home schools are all shut and so everyone is using streaming services a, a lot more than they would normally especially during the day um so they have decided or made the call to yeah cut the streaming quality so netflix will just be reducing quality by 25 percent. they did think about whether that would be taking away 4k or taking away all these other things but i think they've just decided to reduce the bit rate and same with uh, youtube i think they're just going to do standard def streams uh, yeah so i was because when it because i think it was the european i can't remember i don't know what his name is some european guy was calling for it there you go you eu internal market commission head um thierry breton i'm assuming it's breton and not breton <laughs> what Bre- <laughs> but, yeah. um and he'd come out on on wednesday and said i am i am asking you know the big streaming companies to you know Move to SD. We do not need HD in the, at this moment in time. And I was like, "Is is 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 infrastructure really creaking that much?" And and to be, Netflix said, "We don't think it is." And lots of broadband companies have said, "We don't think it is." But they've they've cut it, um, and YouTube have cut theirs today as well. So they did say, or as it YouTube said, they did see a spike, which they weren't necessarily expecting, but, but but nothing too severe at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said it's EU, so all traffic in the EU to standard definition. So they've not had to do it anywhere else. They just feel they're having to do it for EU. So well, I we're guess the we'll see... epicentre at the moment. That's the that's the reason. That exactly, and and this is the bit where this is the bit of the world where it's all kind of shutting down and people are at home mm. and yeah. you know we don't read books anymore. So we also won't have car phone warehouse um, shops on our high streets. Um, they're shutting all their standalone stores. They will still have a presence inside of big uh, Curry's PC World shops as sort of a, a, an area of there, but they're no longer going to have the um, stores. And, you know, on the high street, they have been, you know, a presence for quite a long time now. Um, 
car phone being the very first you know that's how mobile phones were first marketed in the uk and this is years ago and that's the first time that people actually thought of them as sensible up until then they had that kind of oh they're just waste of time i can't believe anyone would want that as soon as they started marketing as phones for your car to keep you safe if you happen to get in an accident (laughs) that's when the masses picked up on this mobile generation but there you go bit of history there isn't it um 1989 was when it was founded uh, when most portable phones were too bulky to carry and were known yeah. as car phones. Yeah, because they had the yeah, thing. And it's just nutty. And they've kept it all this time anyway. It is now just going to be a subsidiary inside of big, bigger stores. They, they're blaming or they're saying it's uh, to do with consumer preference. They're, they're buying online now. They don't want to go into these small stores. They'd rather go to the big bigger stores. Um, and that it's going to be a, a big number of um, redundancies. They're saying they're going to be absorbing, I think, 40% or so of those people that are being made redundant. But that still leaves 60% of people looking for jobs in a very, very bleak job market at the moment. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just again a bit like the, the Bill Gates. It just feels like there's a end, end of an era, yep. you know, because because we're all used to seeing you know car phone warehouse and and, and five hundred and thirty one stores. Mm. So there's clearly they were still everywhere, but but you know just not nobody using them. Uh, perhaps good time to bury bad news as well in something bit in that why why now I guess. So, so, and it's in, so they said it's not related to obviously virus, but we saw, I think, so Laura Ashley's went into administration this week mm. or needs help. We're going to see it's going to happen oh, for a lot. Of so many businesses yeah. go under, you know, leisure industry's gone, travel industry's We're already buggered. seeing redundancies and all those kind of things. It's just all it's, over. Yeah, it's you know, gig economy, people are, are going to. So, and, and I guess there'll be some sort of announcement today that hopefully try and help. You know, How well are they going to help these people? Yeah. Yeah, Apple has been fined a record 1.2 billion in France, and this is over anti-competitive sales practices. Now, I, I kind of I, I didn't realize they also because I know that the French had put in this tax, uh, and uh, therefore they had sent them a bill for that. Um, now I didn't realize this other case was going on, and this is effectively France saying you cannot sell the same you can't stipulate exactly what price a device has to be sold across all of your competitors. And I think Apple have been doing this for decades. Yeah, You can't find, you know, the Apple products are this price. It doesn't matter where you buy them. They are that price. Now, France have come at this from the angle of the only way you can do that across multiple multiple, uh, outlets is by fixing the price effectively. And they are charging them for this uh, yeah, this $1.2 billion. Uh, and they're also going to be fining um, the other two firms involved for sort of 76 and $62 million respectively for their parts in this, uh, saying that it was a cartel effectively. And I've always thought for years, how can it not be a cartel when, you know, everywhere sells for the same price? Uh, and it looks like French authorities are saying that. Apple are saying, well, this it's not what we do anymore. This is This is based on practices that, we don't use anymore but i think you'll probably find that the same prices with apple devices still do exist across everywhere they get sold uh, yeah so apple are saying this was like practices from a decade ago um but 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 we all kind of know right now if i go and buy airpods they'll be like 270 quid yeah wherever if somebody's selling even on them, amazon you know, <laughs> yeah and, and 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 if apple if apple are doing like a student deal at some point or if john lewis turning and say oh we've got you know, they're £10 off. There's other places with £10 Yeah, everywhere's off. got £10 off at the day. You know, it's, everyone follows exactly the same thing. So, so, you, so you never see that, you, you know, and 
it's it's just one of the things that you know that 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 price at Apple's the price that you buy everywhere. So it's it's I I and I'm not I'm not saying it's anti-competitive, but that's just something you know with Apple. Whereas it, it feels like other products, you know. So if I thought if I look at like you know if brand new headphones come out, pretty pretty much everybody's selling the same price. But after a month or two, you start to see somebody's got. 20 yeah. quid off or somebody's got a deal where if you buy them we'll throw in yeah. six months or something yeah. you know there's deals start to you appear. think about new tvs that come out they they are different yes. you go and search for the best because you will you know you get the same yeah. model for cheaper and you go and search it out where where you can get it cheaper and you get people price matching so you you, yeah. you can force you know a john lewis into price matching curries because the curries have decided to take an extra mm. 50 quid off they're like okay well we were going to do that as well but there's different deals it's but you never find that with apple so a bit, a bit surprising and a fairly, fairly hefty fine. Oh, yeah, some not... massive. They, they said they're going to appeal it. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's oh. when you talk about their piles of cash, it's small beans. But when you think about the amount of money that we're talking about here, that's a serious chunk of cash. It is. It is. Anyway, they shall make that all back up with then release of new products. Um, they have released a new um, MacBook Air, and they've which has been a little while in sort of being refreshed. And they've also released a new um, iPad Pro. So we'll let's talk about the MacBook Air first. So this is, you know, we didn't have a massive announcement. I don't know if they did an online briefing at all. They, they, nope, they didn't even do. So this is the. There was rumours that there was going to be a March event, and and I think the problem with a lot of these things is, um, so obviously in and and <laughs> over the last two weeks the world shut down. Mm. So you're not going to get journalists anywhere. And there was talk of, well, they'll just do it online. So they've, they've announced that WWDC has moved online. Yeah. Didn't mention the coronavirus. Just says we're taking a new opportunity to do it differently um, in the usual Canapple way. Um, but this was a kind of, they've, they've, done, they've done releases the last couple of years where they have just new MacBook Pros. You know, we're not having a show for this. Yeah. There's a new press release. They seed YouTubers and some of the prominent bloggers and, and you know, the Verge with devices. But largely and... that's often when they just look exactly the same, although they may have unchanged yes. under the hood. Whereas... And, and, and the difference here, so the MacBook Air looks the same, um, but the fact that they've replaced the keyboard, maybe last year the keyboard was bigger news because they, yeah. they, they've, they've changed over to the, a new way of doing it. You know, it's the new Magic Keyboard, it's scissor switches again rather than the butterfly hopefully gets rid of all the bad press yeah. round round keyboards. Um, and again, they've kept it under $1,000, so at 999 I, I guess the thing is, so it, I guess what we're seeing, it, it's only bringing it into alignment with their other product lines. So yeah, there's no innovas, innovation here. It's like things like you've got the finger scanner on it, but all, all of that we've seen on other devices. But the reason it's a bit different is that we haven't seen an update for this for so long. And it was a really, really popular model when it first got released uh, as a laptop. Now, whether it can maintain that now when you've got some really good MacBook Pro options and even the iPad Pro, um, I'm not sure. But nevertheless, it was one of their biggest sellers, I think, at one point. It it was, and they were still selling the old ones. There's a lot of educational people were still buying it because it was a good price. And it's a great format for carrying around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, just, just to throw out to, you know, Mac Mini, good to see that. After it, I, mean, I think it was five years between updates. Yeah, that's mad. Isn't and it? there was worry that last year's update would it be another, you know, number of years. It's like, nope, got another update. You know, so slightly different storage configurations, and um, you know, it's a, it's a small update, but still welcome. It's very pricey, but you know, it's it was a very niche market. Though I don't suppose they it ever is. managed to scale that production. Yes, when you've is. got an, when it, you've got the iMac, which is so such a good product, really. 
why you know it's hard to make money on something else when why would you recommend that over that kind of thing yeah and then and it, so the interesting one for me was so it's an ipad pros and not not some things changed but but again not a lot so the design's not changed and i think a lot of the time apple really like to talk when they've got some whizzy new design yeah. they focus on it um, but the new things about this, so new 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 bionic chip, which I don't think's changed too much. Um, so it'll be it'll be because because the last, um, so I've got the iPad Pro, the current one, and it still doesn't miss a beat. It yeah. was almost overspect in, in what it could do. Yeah. Um, it, this goes up to one terabyte storage as before, same display. Um, so so you're like so you're you're thinking there's not much changed. Um, it's gone to Wi-Fi. Is it six? They call it now. Yeah, it's Wi-Fi six, and and um, LTE supports thirty bands, and it's like great. Um, but the, the kind of biggest changes have been so the the, the microphones, so the speaker and microphones were improved last time, yep. and have improved it again. And the camera, um, it's got new cameras, but it's also got a lidar scanner, which is just the depth sort of sensing. Yeah, that's what, so what, I'm pretty sure that's what the old um, Kinect used to use, isn't it? That kind of scan uh, yeah. technology. So, so what they're saying is, it's got a new lidar scanner. You can you can measure the distance up to five meters away, and and they were talking about some apps like a Kia Place app. It's got it's got new modes, and there's a game that's got it, and and there's some stuff that they've done all with the Lego AR as stuff. well. Yeah. yeah, and this is so all the rumors around AR are still hanging around that next year, year after Apple's going to come out with some you know ar glasses type thing because well it was a big old it was a big old on their home page looking at the ipads announcement or rather you know the the marketing page ar forbes a big section of it even though it doesn't look like there's much to do there exactly and they keep on seeding ar is Mm -hmm. the you know we've got a lot of hope for you so it feels like this is the thing that that rather than vr and rather than you know ar's got a future um and the other the other biggie was was the kind of peripheral and the software changes um, so a new keyboard, and you're like, well, whatever. But this this was a <laughs> this this was a fairly big keyboard change, and it now comes in at either three hundred or three hundred and fifty pounds, which, which is, is a lot of money. Get a cover and a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so so the the difference with this keyboard is is the the previous one acts as a cover and it's a keyboard, and you can you can put your mod your your, mod, your iPad in two positions. Yeah, and it, and it. For me, it worked really well. It's a comfortable keyboard. Can use it on my lap. Can use it on a desk. Great. Um, this one, um, so it's backlit. It's the one millimeter scissor keyboards. Um, but what's what's really interesting is that the the hinge at the back allows the screen to go at any angle, and it floats above the keyboard. So it looks far more like an iMac kind of monitor stand. If yes, and and there's a USB C charge in the keyboard. They've, as well yes they've used the, that kind of solid solid metal bar or whatever it happens to be has now got a you know charging point on it yep so so very important and it's got a trackpad yeah and, which is a very very different thing for a, a, an ipad and that's the big software change so next week with um 13.4 um there's new um system-wide cursor support using an external trackpad so big change and you can use a mouse with it as well so really you can you know, use a mouse hi ipad has now got a mouse and keyboard and and what's really interesting is it's it's not just your, they've not just put in like a cursor, it's quite an intelligent cursor. It looks like a circle moving around. You float it over buttons and the whole button comes alive. Mm. You float it over text and it goes to an intelligent sized cursor. It's made and 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 it's like 
Ooh, that's that's quite a fundamental. See, for a this is usually the kind of thing that would be in an iOS 14 or an iOS 15. You know, it would be the big feature change, and it's come as a 13.4. And yeah, I'm it's such I a fundamental there. change of approach, though. It's it's moving further away from that. You know, when the iPad first came around, it was it was beautiful in its simplicity of everything and how obvious it was. But this is this is the ultimate evolution of when you, I guess, they let go of that um and and now they've gone to this it's got to be a product that actually is a workhorse and keyboard and mouse was was missing from that to make it easy as a as a, as a solution but it's definitely not what it was these new ipads are nothing like uh the uh, no. original i or even the concept behind them and and the good thing for me is this so they split ios into ipad os and last year it felt ah, was it really just a name change and this is because because the, the the cursor and trackpad support is just an iPadOS feature. It's yep. not iOS. And I think they are now starting to differentiate, yep. you know, iOS, iPadOS, macOS. And, and, Let them and, play to their strengths. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm actually quite excited by the yeah, keyboard. It's a tell. lot of money. <laughs> but, but it's because I use it so much. So it's interesting talking to a couple of others at work that have it. They're like, oh, I don't use my keyboard. And it's like, no, I use that keyboard every day. Guaranteed sale. So yeah, it's um, a lot of money, but but it's a lot, especially the... if you were buying a new iPad Pro. Cause does it does it work with the existing iPad Pro? It does. Mm. So that it's just for for me, I, I have no performance issues. I am not fussed about the lidar. The iPad always feels like a four or five year purchase rather than an every generation for me. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the keyboard supports it is, I think, is really important. Expensive keyboard, but they have almost miraculously still managed to keep these devices under a thousand dollars so the starting if you were only the 11 inches 799 dollars and for the device it is that's still a, a great price um and is, i know that you've obviously got the uh, the ipad normal ipads which are coming even lower but it's they certainly still hitting price points at the moment and and it's a power you get for these ipad pros mm. they 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 absolutely you can throw stuff at it and it just sings you know like 4k video yeah, it just it just eats up. The only um, thing is, as a production material, you know, two two terabyte stories or up to two is is still not that much when you start talking about it as a an actual workhorse trying to store. If you are trying to do video editing and stuff like that, yeah, but it does support external. Indeed, it does. So you can plug stuff in. So, so there's things that they've moved on to, and the advert this time is like, you know, what's a computer? Because there's still a, there's still that thing about is this really a computer? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean now? It certainly looks like a bit more like one now. Yeah. With this thing. yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> so Call of Duty Warzone was uh, announced again probably a couple of weeks back. And this is Call of Duty. The, you used to have to be uh, have purchased the full game to play this as a, a Battle Royale game. But now it has been released as a free standalone. And it has been extremely popular. Um, certainly I gather a lot of the streaming public's attention and seems to be filling up most people's uh, online viewing uh and it's kind of a battle royale uh, pretty manic so very much in that kind of um, call of duty uh, sphere so very quick paced quick you know spawn and die things like that um, but ultimately yeah it's, it's along the same lines as as you would imagine a battle royale um uh, interestingly um <laughs> this article we we've kind of looking at now so games like Fortnite and Apex Legends helped popularize the genre and you think well 
feel sorry for Battleground and all the things that came with H1Z1. I do. Because they've just been because forgotten. Apex Legends did not <laughs> popularize it. They they just they cashed in. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and, and it, is, it was quite telling because it stood out to me as well because Battle Royale always was, you know... Battlefield, H1Z1, and there was a couple before that even that... that yeah. yeah. You know, and it was that, that I'm trying to remember the guy. Was that an Irish guy who was out in out in Japan or China? Was like the the kind of he was the first kind of model that was doing these modes and and building on it. Um, and you know, Fortnite ate its lunch, and then Apex Legends did really well. I, um, I, I give Fortnite that they were there fairly early on, as in they certainly they took the angle, they saw what Battle Battlefront was, and, and I, I, but I still remember. Battle, I, yeah. Battle, I still remember us downloading Fortnite, but did, when it was yeah, free and it was and it was. It was like, what the hell is this junk? Yeah. And you could see how they just cloned it. But then they just kept iterating and polishing and iterating and polishing. And because and of the, you know, they were clever enough to realise that realism wasn't going to last forever and they had to have this funky world. And that, that has done them very well. In fact, they... You know, this was, this was um, last week. I think it was last week or the week before. Time, I must admit, time has just yeah, escaped me the last <laughs> yeah. 10 days. Yeah. Um, but the... Um, uh, this was BT's biggest um, internet if, um, event, I guess. Download event, yeah. Um, they said it was like so. The Tuesday it came out was the biggest they'd seen. So the biggest peak of downloading data yeah. that they'd ever seen. That's, that's uh, mad. And, and we, I mean, we've not tried this. We should really give this a go. Um, oh, I can see. I can. I can see his face. Oh, it's it's free. It's free. You're probably right. Whether we've got any bandwidth left to play it, who knows at this point. <laughs> but yeah a big big old game uh seems to be popular at the moment it certainly offers us something something slightly different it's got helicopters and stuff in it it's but it is still manic so well, it's not like spread for, out like for, you know, fortnite's got helicopters now there we go yeah, yeah they're all gone uh google stadia uh <laughs> <laughs> they have got uh, 4k streaming on the web now uh for the four people that are left <laughs> <laughs> apparently this is this is just it's a new feature so it used to be that you could only stream uh, 1080p or through a browser but now you can actually stream it in 4k although it's not been rolled out fully and they haven't announced anything in what seems to be the new stadia way which is absolute silence on all angles at all costs um you know russian reports have had less silence around them the um Anyway, it's not available to everyone. It's not actually a feature, but they're slowly being rolled out to people that you ask who are seeing that ping in. And it's not all games either, so it's all a little bit uh, unknown. But they reckon there is going to be an announcement at some point soon around some of the features they did promise uh, that haven't seen the light of day just yet. It just it just feels like they're really dead. Really, it's just really you know just screwed. It. Yeah, and some of it just feels like PR misses. Rather than actual, certainly it could have been handled differently, couldn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's a shame. It, it's because it's, it's... some tech guy just said, "Yeah, let's do it," and then they've gone. We haven't really got a budget to do this. <laughs> so this this and this was the big the big undercurrent fear was this is just another Google thing where they'll dip their toe in the water and and, and see if it takes off. Great, and see if it doesn't, just kill it. But and it's it only feel... going to take off if you get people's imagination flowing, and they haven't exactly. I mean, you look at when I mean, you look at how Microsoft struggled with you know, the content with this generation. You know, yeah. it's like don't underestimate content because if there's nothing there, and that's that was its biggest problem. The actual technology worked, yeah. but there was absolutely nothing there, nothing new, nothing exciting, and everything that was there was more expensive to buy on this platform uh, than it was anywhere else. 
But in better news, they have been Microsoft have been out touting their Xbox Series X. Uh, they've in a coordinated invite every single journalist ever into a room to tear down a, an Xbox Series X um, and talk about it's how it works. It, it, they got the message out very well, actually, that they've got a pretty special device. Um, it's got some great specs. It's been thought about. It looks like a brick. Uh, therefore, it's, you know, it's a very different thing, but they're kind of selling it big time. And and it's going to be out by, uh, I think, Thanksgiving is what they said. So they're still saying um, they're still saying holiday twenty twenty. There were some websites reported that it's Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and and they had to do a hold on. That was the wrong translation. That wasn't quite what we meant. Okay. Yeah, um, but as you say, specs are hitting everything that all the rumours were saying. So twelve teraflops. Um, it's got good fast memory. It's got good internal storage. So it's got a custom one terabyte SSD. Um, it's got expandable storage, and again, they've actually got um, that you can use a one terabyte fast extension expansion. It's got to be a specific one, though. You can't just add your own in yes. because they're saying they need minimum specs on it to be able to. Guarantee. So you can you can add your own, but that will only support older games. Yes, yeah, so you can't have your new Series X uh, only games. Yep. Yes, and um, but overall, very important. And even like to kind of tongue in cheek things. So their main account was doing things like. You know, there was a picture of the because it's like a tower device. Yep. If you've not seen it, um, and they were like, "This is a fridge. This is the Xbox Series X," <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and you know, it was like, yeah. and, and we're saying, and then there was another one. It was like um, people are worried about the size. Here's a banana. Here's the Xbox Series X. So there was a, but they've been really apart from price, and I guess so. We've not seen games on it, so they, they showed the demo that seemed to be a bit strange was Minecraft mm. to show its power. So they switched on ray tracing in Minecraft, which did make it look a pretty amazing game. Um, but it feels like I mean they had to keep something back, or else the you know the rest of the year and the drip feed of news would just disappear. You, you so I don't think we've ever seen a manufacturer before a release of a product do a, an actual teardown of all its components yeah. and describe everything that's going on. It's very very in, interesting angle. Um, I guess they're satisfied that they can't be. There's nothing. Of the innovations that they brought in, uh, there's nothing there that can't be copied in such a short time. I guess that's one of the things. Equally, I think they know they need to get ahead of the curve um, of getting out all this information ahead of Sony, which they have done comfortably throughout this whole cycle. They've been getting out information earlier. Uh, And equally, not just the recent blogs, but I think that in the run-up to all this with all the release of specs, people have been saying that the Xbox sounds like uh, a much more powerful a a more cap- capable machine so it looks like the actual if you're just talking about chucking around polygons and shading stuff it looks like the xbox does have an edge um but as we know that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the most successful um and sony have also been out this week so and, and they've been touting we shouldn't be concentrating so much on this graphics card we should be concentrating on storage speed uh, yeah so the, the actual specs are very close so if you look at like cpu you know, the Xbox has got eight cores at 3.8 gigahertz and they're custom Zen 2 CPUs. And if you look at the Sonys, they are, um, again, very similar. So there's, there's Zen 2s, eight cores, 16 threads, variable frequency up to 3.5 gigahertz, so slightly slower, yeah. but not much in it. Um, and GPU, much the same. Microsoft, again, slightly ahead. Memory, much the same. 
But the big difference they're trying to highlight is the is the SSD. So they're saying it's a, 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 a bit weird, an 825 gigabyte SSD. Mm. So not one terabyte, 825 gig. And I don't know if that's like, is that like the... Is that the operating system that's been installed yes, on it? So they're saying that's like, free yeah. space or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they're trying to argue is that their SSD is, is working a lot faster. And this is what was going to differentiate this generation. It's not GPU. <laughs> it's not CPU. It's SSD. So it's basically they're playing a game of top trumps, right? And they know that they've got uh, the yes, Sony card. That's... and you, They kind of know that you've probably got the, the Xbox card. <laughs> the only stat <laughs> that they've got, which actually does top trump it, is the storage speed. And I, I'm guessing that's why they've picked this one to to highlight, because because in pretty much all the other ones they get just slightly trumped. And I think uh, from what I've been listening to, also this again from commentary, the the innovations around how they've Microsoft put this stuff together, including on two boards to make sure distances and, and obviously to get it inside a compacted space is actually cleverly done. Um, and it would be hard for the PS5 to match that. Um, so we'll again we'll see. But like you say. Ultimately, they're going to be similar spec machines. We're going to be seeing similar games on the two. How are they dealing with um, backwards compatibility? Because that's obviously, again, another strength of Xbox right now is that they are still maintaining pretty impressive backward you know, compatibility. A really good point, because Microsoft have been really bullish. So they have, they have come out and said, you know, 360 games, Xbox games, Xbox One X games will all play. I don't think we've ever um, seen that many generations no. back. And, and Sony have come out and said most of the PlayStation 4 games should play on the PlayStation 5 architecture. And again, Microsoft the next day was like, just so we're clear, all our Xbox One X games will play on it. Yeah. Not most, uh, not some. It, you know, it was, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty ingenious feat for them to get that running with Xbox 360 on the last, you know, on Xbox One. So again, to carry that forward, I guess that virtualization, which they, is how they employed it, I think, uh, maybe just does work and they've got that nailed where Sony don't. Yeah, and I think as well, it's back to the the the, the kind of Xbox... Um, PC heritage. Yeah, so, there's, so again, there was some stuff came out this week around DirectX 12. So again, Sony were talking about, oh, we've got these smart things now and you know others don't have it. Microsoft the next day, here's DirectX 12. <laughs> it's got all this. Yeah. Stop trying to score points on it. And it does feel, it feels like a really bullish... Not it's and it's a bullish in a different way. It's all bullish around games and tech. Whereas the, when the Xbox One came out, it was all bullish around we want to be the center of your media console. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. we want to take your TV. We want to be your satellite app. We want to do all this stuff. We'll be your. It, it, so the, the interesting thing, but they've dropped a couple of things. So they've dropped. Um, you were talking about your headset. I know. Yeah, so they've dropped the connector. The optical port, the SPDIF yes, port, has gone from one. Xbox One Series X. Yeah. Now, theoretically, because they're just able, they're able to output all the content they need over the new uh, HDMI. Is it two point one? I think is the data standard. Yes. Um, so they're saying they don't need that port anymore. But yeah, like for me, it, you know, my whole audio setup is based around that. But they they. Equally, a TV that supports um, 2.1 will probably have an optical out of its own, which you can then take the stream out from. Exactly. And I also read that some of the headset manufacturers have already got workarounds in place, so it'll be a little hardware dongle will come out that you can use instead. But equally, um, as I said, I was sort of talking to you the other day, when I play the audio of my Xbox through my TV, it has quite a significant delay that does not exist when I'm listening on audio mm. via the yes. optical cable and does therefore channeling the audio into a TV and back out through optical cable 
am I then having that delay? Which, again, you probably wouldn't notice if you didn't know it was there, but you, I do, it is noticeable once you do notice it. Yeah. And so the other thing I would just say is like, you know, well, well done Microsoft. And so it would have been really easy, I think, to turn around and say, see all the news that's happening at the moment. Um, we're we're just we can hang fire for a month or two, yeah. Um, and we could do this, you know, middle of the year. But it, but it's like it was actually good to see, you know, it was good, for, I guess, for us, you know, as gaming geeks, it was good to talk about something else rather than, you know, what's dominating the news right now. The most tangible release we've had for years as well, isn't it? You know, quite yeah. a lot of the time you don't see anything until just before release, and really just the fact that they're allowing us to see all the nuts and bolts is literally I, 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 all the nuts. Very and bolts. different. Really different, you know, the fact that it was like a YouTuber had yeah, like yeah. 25 minutes with it and was talking about it. Um, they did all these kind of different presses, you know, the Verge had stuff. Sony's broadcast was weird as well. It was like a lecture. It was like a guy standing at a lectern talking about all these, you know, technical specs. It was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> there you thanks, go. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, I, I, think, I think I'm going to continue with my Xbox run. I can't see me switching at this point. You know, so. The other thing that's interesting is that Sony are definitely putting in a, um, a, a Blu-ray this time. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, so that was that was something that I think was a bit of a miss. Yeah, definitely. All right, then. I that is the end of our news. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to touch on before we call it. No. Excellent digitaloutbox.com is our website uh, info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address and we're on Twitter as digitaloutbox I am on Twitter Cheesy UK Ian where do we find you? Uh, com. Lovely so thank you very much for listening um, stay safe and we will talk to you soon goodbye goodbye Chris and, and the listeners oh and listeners thanks bye stay safe <laughs> You just did that to embarrass me, didn't you?